0: are oh nope there we're not hold on there we are that's much better much better welcome back everybody to the latest miami total football radio show as you can see or hear i am franco panizo back with the hosting duties and joined by only one of the other usual members of the team we haven't gotten the four of us on in a while but maybe next week before the season opener Maybe, maybe, maybe. No promises, no promises. Every time we make promises here, we like let the people down. So I'm, I'm done making promises. But <laughs> as you guys can see, and as you just heard through his trademark laugh or chuckle, that is Cinco, a.k.a. Island Jose, a.k.a. Jose Armando Rodriguez. Yes. Jose, welcome back. Whether well, it's been several weeks. No, it hasn't you- been that
1: long. Brother, been it's won. been several It's like two weeks. pods I've missed.
0: I don't know, but it's been several weeks. We're overdue by a week on a pod anyway. But Jose, it's good to see you. It's good to hear you. Please fill us in. How are you doing? What the heck have you been up to? Because we haven't seen you in a while. I know, I know you were rights holder of Jose again for a little bit there, but <laughs> yeah, how Yeah, for are the
1: game, which seems like, you know, three months ago. But, um, well, I actually was in the pod right after that
0: game. I January twenty fourth was the last time you are on the pod, and today yeah. is what date, Jose? What is today's date? It's like two pods. I missed two pods. That's It's it. the day before Valentine's Day. It's the 13 de febrero, February yeah, thirteenth. Yeah, you've been gone almost a month. Almost
1: a month. But yeah, no, well, everything's been good. I mean, we we had a lot of fun last week with the uh, uh, Serie del Caribe. It's baseball, but you know, um, it, it's it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I'll tell you what. Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Venezuelans,
0: Rafa Cabrera probably in attendance. Actually, he was in attendance, right? I think he, I saw he was in attendance for the for the championship, right?
1: You you get them together, they will show you how to party. It was amazing, you know. The atmosphere at Marlins Park was just outstanding. Unfortunately, though, at the end of the tournament, Andrea got COVID, so. Uh, the last few days, it hasn't been great. Um, thankfully, I didn't get it, you know. Which, you know, by the way, it's the second time it happens that she gets COVID and I don't get it. Um, so you're lucky. immune, but um, you know, all in all, she's getting better. She's fine, so so she'll she'll recover and she'll be she'll be at the game on, on on Thursday. So we'll get back on track fairly quickly. But yeah, happy to be back. A lot to talk about. You know, that preseason was just. I think it was exactly what we anticipated here,
0: you know. Well, we'll get there. Hold on, hold yes. on,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: Before you get there, because we'll get there. We're gonna save I, the hot takes for later. I just can't
1: wait to get there. We'll get to the
0: hot <laughs> takes. We're gonna get to the hot takes in a little bit. Um, but like, uh, like Kara says here in the comment section, get well soon, Ajisita. Yes, well wishes to Andrea. Yes, Giannis, our other regular co-host, obviously under. The weather I think button.
1: she's watching. I think so. I think so. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm looking a- forward
0: to seeing her in the comment section. And hopefully she has enough energy to put some comments in there and argue with us, even if it's just through letras. Letritas, just words uh, or letters. Um, Hosting, we've got a lot of InterMiami stuff to catch up on and talk about because, well, we didn't do a pod last week, despite my best efforts and despite our best efforts just couldn't make it work. You had baseball. Uh, Simon was busy doing what Simon does. So couldn't make it happen. Apologies to you listeners and viewers. So here we are. We're back. We're going to recap everything that's happened. Preview is going to happen this week. So Jose, let's begin. Let's begin. Let's start with the latest rumors, not news yet. Rumors that Federico Redondo will sign with Inter Miami. The 21 year old, well, born in Spain, but Argentine uh, nationality. He will be signing with Inter Miami With a pretty hefty transfer fee, expected to be in that under 22 um, initiative. You'll take the spot of uh, Facundo Farias, who's out for the season with the injury in terms of the roster designation. But all the same, what do we make of this looming addition? Because everything's pointing to it being all but a done deal. So, what do you make of it? I mean, Tata Martino had said, right, since several weeks back before they left for their world tour, that they were looking to maybe make an addition in the central midfield area. And now they have. About to.
1: Well, you know, I, I've done my homework on this. Um, I've I've asked around people that um, cover him regularly. I, I have watched some videos, you know, although watching videos, you know, could be telling, but at the same time, if you're watching highlights, you're only going to watch the good things. I mean, if there's not a lot in those highlights, then it's not a good sign. But <laughs> um, having said that, you know, the one thing that I got from people that have seen in play is that he's not ready yet. That's what, you know, I've talked to three to four people and, you know, they all said it's it's he's not ready yet. Not ready yet.
0: Juan Arango disagrees with you, Jose. Juan Arango says Intermium got a bargain in Redondo. He's
1: a good source. He's a good source. Juan Juanito is good. But some other people, they told me he's not ready yet. Which you know, it's if if you're if you're talking about um, first division in Argentina, then he might not be ready for that. But if you're talking about right. MLS, MLS, is a different level, my friend. Yeah, he, see, he so he might be ready for MLS. Now that brings up you know uh, a situation with formation, you know, in terms of what Tata wants to do, and that raises a question for me as well. In regards to, to who, who, because the, the,
0: the first thing that comes to my mind when you talk about Federico Redondo being signed, he's 21 years old. So obviously, you know, he's projected for a longer term. He's not here just for the short term, unless they're planning to sell him right away. Um, and that does to me, like you, raise questions of what you were just about to get into Gregory and his future here. Um, you know, that based on some reporting from the Miami Herald today, inner miami still needs to cut some salaries. To shed some salaries Well, they haven't the done push. much. Right. You They've know, gotten on, the, go on that food. side. Kamal Miller, Christopher McVeigh, and Nicolas Stefanelli. Those are the three major um exits this offseason. And
1: major, you know, I I think major Kamal relatively Miller speaking, also, there's major. nobody
0: else. There's nobody else that we can to really talk about. So
1: McVeigh's not major, and, and Stefanelli, I don't think so either. So, but you know, I I think i, I I mean, Gregory, and we'll see if Mota is back, you know. Um,
0: Tank721 says, Coco Jean and Yedlin should go and go now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would really, you know, I would really shop uh, Yetlin. I think there's there's a, ma- a market out there for Yetlin. I don't think there's a market for Coco. I've,
0: I've, heard, I've heard there's interest in DeAndre Yedlin from MLS teams. Yeah. So I can I
1: say. Mean, That's what I've you, heard. I, I know you, that
0: there's some interest in him.
1: But you would expect that, you know, there, there's a market for him in the league. You know, there are teams that will want him. He's, he's a national team. Well, I guess a former national team. I don't know. Maybe he plays Copa America. Who knows? But I think there there are teams that, you know, you, you get something out of it. Now, Coco, I don't think you get anything from Coco. He's injured and, uh, well, on recovery. I don't think you get a lot but from Coco. Hugs, now, the one not, thing not that just I would about tell players, you. Hugs,
0: it's not just about the players, right, and where they fit in terms of, Um, you know, what they've done. It's more about the salary budget. And if you look at the players that make more coin, I mean, you're looking at Gregory and Jean Mota in that midfield. Look, Jean Mota's been gone for much of preseason, working on his green card. Now, was he working on his green card to not take up uh, an international slot with Inter-Miami? Or is that Inter-Miami's way of being like, all right, let's add more value to Mm -hmm. this Brazilian midfielder so that we can trade him and shed his salary? yeah Wait, how, do, how, do you, how do you interpret
1: it, it well you know inter miami moves are not necessarily very telling in terms of signing contracts because i mean would you be surprised with the moves they have already made if gregory leaves i mean i don't think so and they just signed him to a contract extension at the end of the last of last year so um, i think we've seen that happen you know with uh who else was it that left and uh, oh bryce duke remember Bryce Duke signing a new contract. Oh, he's going to be great for the future of this team. And then he leaves to Montreal. So, I don't think Inter-Miami moves are very telling. I would say, you know, there's there might be something into that with Mota. Um, I, think that, bro,
0: I think I think Gregory is the more likely candidate. Yeah. Even though I don't think listen, I'm not saying Jim Mota could not go. But I, I think Gregory is the more likely candidate. I just don't see him fitting what Tata Martino wants to do. Right, like they want a technical team that can move the ball. Right. I'm not I'm not taking away Gregory's defensive abilities. And clearly on this team with how they've looked defensively at times, there's a need for some muscle on in the squad, some defensive muscle. But I just don't think I'm not saying this is what I think. I just don't think that Tata Martino sees Gregory fitting in his long term plans. Right. the like Gregory was brought in under Chris Henderson uh during what the second year of the team's existence. Phil Neville was head coach at that point. Um, uh, you know, since then Gregory had you know he was the best player on the team in 2021. His first season, he was not as good I thought in 2022, and then 2023 it's a wash because he gets injured. You know three four games in and misses almost the entire season. So, um, you know he's definitely not going to get any younger. And with what Inter Miami wants to do under Tata, I just don't see gregory fitting in. And I definitely think that you know we've heard for years now, at least a couple of years, that there's been interest in him from Brazil. I think even in Miami can find every season
1: they'll pull the trigger yeah yeah i think they
0: pull the trigger
1: yeah i think if he leaves he goes back to brazil i don't know if there's a chance for him in mls especially with you know with with the new contract i would say he he, he will you know he you know it'll be a hard sell but yeah i just i just don't see it you know i just don't don't see gregory as a as a as a big part of this you know if if Busquets is out for a while which we don't know yet and you know we'll we'll see what happens tomorrow in training but I'm trying to
0: get an update right now as we speak I'm trying to get some information from my sources as yeah. to whether Busquets trained today that might
1: that might open a door for 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 Gregory. although that's the same thing we thought with uh, Stefanelli you know when Facundo got hurt we thought oh Stefanelli he might he might get a chance after all you know and uh, yeah that was not the case so, um, well, yeah, we thought, I, I, we thought
0: I, definitely might get a step and then or uh, opportunity, and it wasn't the case. He did even. it. yeah, he did it. and then moving it. on shortly thereafter.
1: yeah, but if if we look straight, you know, into a budget situation, yeah, I think DeAndre, Gregore, those are two players that really can help you in that part. They, they because because of their contracts, you know, more than anything else, tactical or you know whatever Tata wants to do. If that, that's a Chris Henderson move, I would say.
0: And Inter Miami is reportedly going to pay an $8 million transfer fee for this midfielder. So clearly, if you're investing in him like that, you see him um, not just for the short term, but for the medium term, maybe the long term. And where he plays, again, I haven't seen a whole lot of him. I know he's well rated, highly rated, um, but. If he's playing that that deep-lying type of central midfield role, not necessarily number 10, he's not coming to be a Facundo Parias type, then, again, if you look at just personnel and salary budget, I think Gregory is the odd man out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see something happen between now and next weekend before the season, or actually next midweek before the season starts. And then Miami does have to get roster compliance in terms of the numbers and making it all work. So, um, yeah, they have a, to make moves. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't have a lot of time. They don't have a lot of time. The season starts uh, in the midweek next week. Um, So that means we have to be back early next week, I'll say early. Don't tell me on Monday that you have a sore thumb because you were playing Call of Duty all weekend. (laughs) El lunes arrancamos preseason show. I'm going to try to get all four of us. Hopefully, I'm feeling better. Um, But yeah, I think I think, you know, that that there's more moves to come. Uh, That's not much is clear. There's going to be at least a couple more exits. We'll see who the odd men out are. But Gregory, certainly a, a prime candidate as is Jean Mota. DeAndre Yevlin probably as well. I don't think there's a big market for Coco John Unless they like just mutually agree to rip up his contract, I just don't see him um,
1: drawing that much interest. But... That, that would be a buyout situation for me. you know, If
0: it's <laughs> worth it. I saying, it's I, worth is not yeah. really going to be like, let's buy out Coco John, like Let us have him on the roster. Um, you know, as uh, well, the twenty third, twenty fourth player on the on the thirty man roster, and if you need him, you need him at some point. Yeah, and you know, you never
1: know. You know, with injuries and all, I think he could be serviceable for the team. You know, especially if if that's a place of a four two three one. Yeah, you know, he can help you. You know, but yeah, it's it's going to take some time for him to go to kind of get into what Tata wants. You know, I feel like there's still a situation where Inter-Miami is divided in two, you know, the team, Messi's team and, you know, Fields team. I feel like there's, for some reason, there's still some of that Phil never. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't get lot. rid of, I mean, you can try, but you can't get rid of, you know, that many players in one window. I mean, Inter-Miami did it once where they got rid of, you know, half the roster, but it's, it takes time to... Yeah. move on an MLS just because just because of the salary budget and all the mechanisms and the constraints it's just it's not as easy just to clean slate all right this is my guys and it, it just doesn't normally work like that um I did see a comment in the comments section here un comentario that said uh why do we have so many central midfielders obviously referring to Miami by the way I forgot That's to true. do this well we'll get to that here in a second I forgot to do this and I have to do this now because in the beginning in the intro I just said Miami total football radio Trying to wait for it, wait for it. And I completely forgot. So Miami total football radio. There we go. It took 15 (laughs) minutes into the show, but we did the Spanish version. Sorry, guys. don't think I'd ever forget. Um, Almost did. But Jose, why so many central midfielders? Before we move on from the Federico Redondo conversation. Why so many central midfielders? It is something that Tata Martino mentioned. And there's Kada in the comment section saying radio as well. Everybody else can join in. why so many central midfielders? Tata Martinos alluded to it a few weeks ago before they left for that world tour and saying that you know that they could be short players there. They could come up short at some point this year. I don't know. Because, I agree with that though. If you think about all the internationals that are in that midfield, national team players, they could at some point find themselves very thin in central midfield. David just Ruiz. play a different style, but don't Your compromise boy. the Your entire boy. season. Your boy, David Ruiz, will be gone at some point. With Hopefully
1: game. for Copa America. <laughs> Hopefully.
0: <laughs> well, he'll be gone, right? Then you've got Benjamin Kremaski, who's getting looks with the U.S. Men's mm-hmm. National Team, so at some point he Olympics, could be gone. Who and, go they got, the Olympics. and they have the Olympics, right? But the Olympics so you,
1: is only two games, and both of them are league Scott, by the way.
0: And you've got Diego Gomez, who just killed it with Paraguay down in the pre olympico in South America in the pre-Olympic qualifying tournament for the South American teams. Hildit was arguably the best player of the tournament. I believe he had five goals and two assists helped Paraguay qualify for, if I'm not mistaken, their first Olympics in 20 years. And he was their standout player. So Diego Gomez, in incredible form. We haven't seen him in preseason because he's been with Paraguay, but but he'll be gone at some point this year. Whether it's Copa America, whether it's Las Olimpias, whatever it yeah. is, he's not going to be around. Uh, who else? Who else is in that midfield that I'm missing? That's going to get international call-ups at some point. Yeah, that's three that's players, right? There. That's about okay. it. So you've got Busquets, yes. and then who? And then they who else? But if you're they thinking he's not going to be around much longer, then uh, but he's still here. I mean, right now, leaves, but, if is, you're but right now it's Gregory,
1: Mota. I mean, do they really need you know to prepare? Um, you know, hiring eight guys for what what's going to be a stretch of four weeks maybe, five weeks at the latest, where they're going to be missing those players. I mean, seriously, into miami they need to get ready to, to score. They What they needed to get ready for was when Messi's not here, not when Diego Gomez is not here, not when David Ruiz is not here, not when Benjamin Kermaski is not here. But that when feel, Messi's not bodies, here. That feel that's what bodies. you need to figure out. That's what you need to figure out. What are you going to do when Messi's not here? That that was the problem last year, and they—I don't think
0: they figure it out. But I don't you think... still need bodies? You still need bodies in the middle of the park, right? Like if they want to have a let's say, right. let's say, okay, I agree with you. They have to figure out a way to replace Messi. It's going to be you know one of the biggest um, talking points going into the year. How they, we know how well they should do with Messi, but how will they do when he's not around? When he has to rest? When he's going to be with Argentina? Et cetera, et cetera. I agree with you fully, but that midfield still needs to have some capable bodies. If this team wants to be what it wants to be, then you can't just rely on Santiago Busquets and others. You know, like no offense to the young and inexperienced Lawson Sunderland, but I don't think you can rely on Lawson Sunderland through you know the heart of the MLS season when you're going to be missing all these international players and expect to get the results you're looking for. I think you'll survive.
1: You'll survive with, with Sunderland. If you have a good attacking core and you have a replacement for Messi and you know how to play without him, I think you'll survive with Sunderland. Winning games at, at Dry Pink, you know, against, um, what, Montreal. Montreal is not going to be good this year. Um, you know, those are teams that, I, I mean, you win games against them Easily. I mean, those are teams that they are – those teams are so bad if, that – If
0: Inter-Miami was that convinced in the likes of Lachlan Sunderland, who is a homegrown signing, if I'm not mistaken, then they wouldn't go out and sign a guy like Perlund, right? Like, they need another body there, and I agree with that. I don't. I know you're not so convinced, but I agree that they need another body there because they're going to be missing players. <laughs> Look, Benjamin Kramaski may not be long for Inter-Miami. That's not inside information. That's just my sensation. He might not be long for Inter-Miami because – You know, we've heard since last year that there's European clubs after him, that there's teams in the Bundesliga that are watching him. I mean, you and I have had our criticisms of his game, his rooms for improvement. Yes, he's still a young player, but he has room for improvement. But that all being said, you know, American players right now are being sold like hotcakes to the teams in Europe. And if he finds a situation and Inter Miami finds a deal that says, you know what, that's some pretty good chunk of change. I mean, I could see him leaving this summer. I could see that happening. They have bigger
1: problems, Frank. Have bigger problems. What if, course, Trey, it's, Callender, it's what if Trey Callender can't play? What if Trey Calendar can't play? That,
0: that's a good question. That's a very good question. That's, that's a bigger that's problem. A,
1: that's a big gamble. That's a bigger, that's a bigger problem than just having a fourth or fifth option uh, of your center defensive midfielder. Is there going
0: to be a fourth the, or fifth option?
1: No, no, no. But somebody else will move back and it will be a fourth or fifth option. So I'm not going to worry that two guys are going to be leaving and then I'm going to have to play the fourth and fifth guy because I think it's a lot more important to get a replacement for a goalkeeper which you know right now' is not there CJ dos Santos and Cole Jensen are combined for one professional game um <laughs> I mean clearly there's something there that it's that gives me chills about having CJ dos Santos and Cole Jensen playing um big games this year and I feel for them because they're they, they would that, that wouldn't be a great scenario for them and then you know that what I just talked to you about, Messi. I think that's that's a much bigger problem than having a fourth, fifth guy in case somebody leaves for I think
0: something you're I think something you're overlooking here, Jose. My dear friend Island Jose. Is it the style? The style of play is that they want to have technical players that can pass the ball, that can move the ball forward, that can play Tata Martino style. No offense to your boy, David Ruiz. No offense to Benjamin Kremaski. Are those two players players that really suit Tata Martino's style? No. Regardless of their homegrowns or whatever you want to call it, Are they two players that are technically gifted, that can progress the ball forward very well? And we'll dive into this as we, you know, later on in the show, as we analyze the last two games of, right. the, of the world tour in yeah. the in the Asian um section there. Oh, I guess all of it was, was Asia. But are those two players players that fit the style?
1: No, and Gr- Gregory is not that player as well. So
0: that's you why know, they need a Most Redondo. of them are not need that Redondo. player So that's I, why I think I mean, they need I mean, a Redondo. Redondo's a starting player on this team if he plays up to the level that they think he can. No,
1: be I I agree. If, if they need a player, you know, of a better quality with the ball and they have it and in Redondo, I agree 100% that they need him and that he should start. Now, I don't agree with the thought that it's okay to have eight central defensive midfielders. I just don't agree (laughs) with that. I would rather have four and get another goalkeeper and maybe another attacking player. You know, a good, solid option of an attacking player so that you can figure out how to play without Messi.
0: Their gamble is clearly that Drake Hallner is going to stay healthy, that Drake Hallner is going to continue to be the Iron Man that he is. That's their gamble. I mean, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you that I think that that's, you know, it's not a great idea or strategy to not have a veteran backup goalkeeper. Right. I, I agree with you, but when it comes to MLS, you can't have it all right. Cause there's budget constraints. Inter Miami is choosing to put their chips somewhere else. It's a gamble. Listen, if Drake calendar doesn't get hurt this year and he plays all throughout the season, then this is, you know, Inter Miami did well in that regard. If he gets injured, misses some time with the U.S. National team, whatever the case is, well, then this is going to come back into the talking point. So it, it all depends. It all and depends. if you
1: go even further, you know, I'll look at the center backs as well. You know, that's another situation that will be a lot more concerning for me. You know, I think Kavile playing with, with um, a four-man back line. He struggled last year. You know, he might show some progress in 2024. Who knows? But as it stands right now i don't know that that he'll he'll succeed there my guess would be that he will struggle um frede i won't talk a lot about because i want to watch him play here with the on style of, you know, yeah Hopefully so on Friday. frede I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna wait a little bit and see him with that with this format and then you know obviously If Yetlin is the starter starter as a right back, we know what that means. And, you know, I'm guessing Franco Neri at some point will come in. You know, my thought process with Franco Neri is Franco Neri will be the closer as a left back. And he'll be coming in late in games, you know, just to play some defense when when it's needed. Because obviously Jordy will start. And that's the only way that I see him, you know, playing a role with Inter Miami this year. So... If you look at the team defensively, you know there are some holes there as well. There are Juan some holes. Says
0: Freire is pretty average at best. Scouting report wrong yeah. from Juan yeah. Arango. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it's I, my concern. Wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't let Tata get away with. Yes, we have a a central defensive midfielders because there would the be three thing, guys that are going to be
0: eight, but they're not going to stay with eight. Like that's pretty clear. I think they're going to stay with clear. five.
1: And and that's going to give you comfort that they have probably five six. central defensive midfielders, but you have one goalkeeper,
0: central midfielder,
1: one goalkeeper, three center backs, and who knows if Christov is is ready to, to to again to play? He got hurt on the tour. I mean, there are so many other um, holes within this roster. I, I I'll tell you what, I think this is probably. This is probably the worst year for Chris Anderson. That the roster as it stands right now, I don't feel like they have done enough for Messi. I just don't feel they they have done enough. They have done one pretty good thing for him that pretty much maybe, I don't know, that maybe jeopardizes the whole thing, which is bringing Luis Suarez. And that's about it. And I don't think that even is a good move for him. I mean, it's good. it's a good move for for Messi as a person, as a, a, you know, bringing in his friend. But if you want this team to succeed with the roster they have right now,
0: I just don't see it. I don't see it. Shocker, Jose. Shocker. Shocker. Pessimistic, Jose, with, with, listen, I don't disagree with you this whole, look, It's I think it's pretty clear that Inter Miami's betting on the MLS formula, which is money into the attack money into the attacking players your dp goes into those spots and those spots will help you create goals and win games because in mls the rosters are are unbalanced right they're imbalanced it's not you don't spread the money out evenly the defense is much worse than than attack generally speaking so that's Mister miami's gambling on and betting on it that uh tata martino with leonel messi and luis suarez and sergio busquets and leo campana and well they were imagine they were counting on facundo farias but they're gambling on that they will have enough in the attack to overwhelm teams. It's about them being defensively good enough. You know, they're going to look to win games by blowout, right? 5-3, all right, that's three points in the bag in the the regular season. doesn't matter if you gave up three goals, you scored five. That's what I think they're banking on. They're not looking to win games 1-0. This is not the field level in Termini. They're not looking to win games 1-0. That's very clear. No, no, no. Like it, they're going Can they score Can they score
1: three goals regularly without Messi?
0: That's okay. So then that's a different question. And that's something that we <laughs> will see so. over the course of the season. We'll see. We'll see. Um, no, I, I don't disagree I, with you. I don't disagree I, with you. I problem. don't think they can. I
1: mean, they have struggled in preseason bad, bad.
0: But now, they, now, but now they'll have Suarez, brother. And listen, Suarez won a half a chance, half a chance. I know preseason maybe he hasn't been in the best form but with a half a chance and he's in form and he's healthy, dude, he's putting some of those in the back of the net. You don't Who's need to create a whole lot. Un centro de ahí por allá de DeAndre Yedlin or Julian Greso que rebota por ahí and boom. That's it. Just a crossing from the side. This false on the rebound. On and and that, could, that could be enough. But let's, Cop- let's switch gears. Yeah, go ahead. Let's switch ahead. gears to, to Thursday because we have a game that we will attend. It's been a while, Jose. It's been a while since we've attended an Inter-Miami game. It's true. It's um, true. And it will be, I think this is the first one of the preseason, right? That we'll attend, yes? Yeah, the Miami. only one. Yeah, because sure. yeah. we did not travel to Asia, unfortunately. Wasn't in the in the business plans for 2024. Um, but they will play New World's Old Boys. Lionel Messi's Childhood Club. Dr. Martino also has a strong link there. It's going to be a special friendly in that way. Not just playing any other team. It's the last match before the season starts next week. post it, what should we expect from Inter Miami? Are we going to expect them? They're coming off this tour, right? This Asian tour, a lot of, lot of miles, time zones, jet lag, exhaustion, not only physically, but mentally. I mean, what can we expect from intermining this preseason finale? Are we going to expect more of the same in terms of tactical approach, trying to work on, you know, what they're looking to implement? Or are we going to see some just mixed things as they try to end preseason as healthy as possible?
1: Well, I think – at least the most interesting thing for me from this game would be the formation you know the tactical setup are they going to five in the back fourth in the four in the back that would be the one thing that that would be telling for me because tata you know during the tour he did mention that they went back to a 4231 and he liked that you know he he thought the team felt a lot better playing with four in the back um but I don't know, I don't know if if that's gonna be permanent for Inter Miami because I I just don't see a balance within this team, you know, for that to be successful, especially defensively. And what he did last year when he struggled with that formation, that's when he decided to go back to a five-man backline. So I mean that's the one thing that would we'll be telling, you know, other than that. You know, I think that would be an opportunity for Diego, you know, to get, I, I think he'll play, he probably play, you know, he, w- he wouldn't have a problem physically because obviously he's been in competition for a while now. So, but it, it's going to be important for him to get minutes. Um, and, and then, you know, I would say obviously Messi plays because it's against Newells and, and Suarez, that would be the first game for him. at Tri-Pink, So I, I would think he plays. Um, I, I really don't expect a lot of changes. I don't expect a lot of changes. I I would just expect a confirmation of what the formation uh, for Inter-Miami would be at the beginning of the season.
0: So what do you think? Back four or back five?
1: I would say back four, yeah. Especially for this game. I don't expect Newell's to be aggressive. And if I'm not mistaken, and maybe if one is still listening, I think they have a game on Monday. I think Newell's they play on Monday.
0: Well, they're still in the middle of their of their season, and they just got beat, you know, four to zero yesterday by Racing, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, but they
1: had a good start though. They had, last time I checked, they had a good start. I think they, they won the beat. first. I think they won they, the first. They just games. got
0: beat four zero, 0 and now they have got to come to South Florida to play a friendly. That I mean, to them, it's gonna be nice to be part of the picture with Messi there and all that and all the, the hoopla. But that's about it, right? Like the, for them, I mean, they're gonna. They'll, they'll, right they're gonna get a facturar. they're gonna get a mm-hmm. nice little chunk of change for their appearance they'll get a nice appearance fee for making the trip up here and making this friendly happen but I mean by and large there's not much for them this is really for just sentimental and business for Inter Miami as well as one final tune-up for in terms of on the game yeah, game this is a safe game
1: not as safe as the Hong Kong game because <laughs> that was the absolute worst. You know, I agree with, you know, the people complaining all in all, but it would be disrespectful for Messi to play that game. I'll tell you that. Which game? The Hong Kong game.
0: Well, we're gonna, you know, wait, I, wait, wait. We'll get there. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're not going in chronological order. We're going in backwards order this time Um, or something like that. Uh, maybe the back to the future type thing where you go 1985, 1955, then you go all the way back to the past. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jose, Jose, we'll get there. Um, look, Nicolas Freire has to play in this game, right? You didn't see him at all in the tour, yeah. in the what I was calling the cash grab world tour. Like, you didn't see him at all. He didn't make an appearance. They showed, you know, Miami posted on their social media channels today that they were back in training and back at home. Freire was in one of the pictures that they showed. I absolutely believe he he believe he plays tomorrow. I, I agree with you. I think they go forward to back. I don't think they've looked good enough with the five man backline. I don't think they have at least the personnel that's either experienced enough or healthy enough to play the five man back line. I think Tata Martino has kind of come to that conclusion. Again, I'm not saying they'll never play the five man back line, but I think going into the season, it's going to be that four man backline, which is funny enough, Jose, because if you and I had talked, you know, six not even six months ago. Well, maybe six months ago, October, November, when the season was coming to an end, everything that Tata Martino was saying going into 2024 was that, you know, they're probably going to go with the five-man backline because it mm-hmm. gives them more defensive solidity. And we were, you and I were betting on that being the preferred look going into this year. But yeah. with the changes that they've made and the additions that they have not made and the performance they put forth with that personnel, I mean, Noah Allen's been playing center back. I mean, we keep talking about that, but Noah Allen's been playing center back. and He's clearly not a center back. So I think I agree with you. I think they'll play forward the back. Uh it'll probably be Aviles and Freire. That's what I would imagine. Uh, you know, Kristoff, he's kind of teetering in between starting some games, not playing another game. So uh I think it'll be Freire and Aviles. Who else will you see? Gamer classes would like to see Motan Gomez to see some play as well, even if that means sitting pussy. Well, I don't even know if wow. Boosey is I don't even know if Boosie's going to play in this one. There, was no, yeah. there were no pictures of him training today, right? And this is not like this is a regular season game where they want to be covert and be like, oh, he's not going to play, or maybe he'll start, but we're going to keep it under wraps so that the other team doesn't get the sporting advantage. I don't think Boosie's going to play from the yeah, injury so. that he suffered in that most recent game against Vissel Kobe, which we'll get to, but obviously we're touching on the subject here. Sadio gets suffered an injury in that. Uh, looked pretty bad at first, but he did walk off under his own power. The initial reports coming out of Inter-Miami camp is that it's not as serious as it it looked or as some people feared. However, just because it's not overly serious and doesn't mean he's going to miss six months does not mean that he will not be out for, you know, a month. A month, month. yeah. I would
1: expect a month.
0: And we haven't got – you know how with all the other injuries – well, not all of the other injuries, but a lot of the other injuries. We got updates, right? Facundo Farias injury update. <laughs> Full time <laughs> <Krimasi, yeah. laughs> yeah, Injury update. But now with Busquets, it's just like, oh wait a minute. I guess they're tired. I guess the people that put out the injury reports, they're still jet lagged from you know traveling across three time zones in Asia, so they couldn't put out a report yet. I'm sorry, Busquets. We'll probably get some answers tomorrow. Uh, there is availability on Wednesday morning, so a little Valentine's Day morning session that we will be at. There will be a press co- There will be a press conference afterwards with Tata Martino and Robert Taylor. Robert Taylor is going to help promote the Newell's old, old Boys game for whatever reason. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, you shake your head. I agree with you. Um, Jose, how many minutes does Messi play? He's. You he talked about – actually, we're going to listen to it. We're going to listen to it. He talked about how he felt tired. Now, this was from an interview he did in Tokyo, in Japan, about a week or so ago. The audio is poor, So don't blame me. This audio is not on me. It's not my fault, listeners and viewers. I promise you. No, mi culpa. It just is what it is. And Messi already speaks low as it is. So that with the low mic levels just doesn't make for a great listening. You're going to have to really, really pay attention. If you're doing anything else right now, if you have your phone up, if you're on TikTok, if you're on Twitter while you listen to us or while you watch us, just put it down and try to focus really, really closely, because otherwise you're probably not going to hear what Leona Masi has to say. We will paraphrase, of course, for you guys that don't speak or understand Spanish afterwards. Jose, you're on translating duty today, my friend. Since you haven't been on the pod in almost a month, just give us a quick recap of what he just said in English, please. He was happy to be in Japan. <laughs> and uh, then what? What did he wrap it up with? That's about it.
1: I mean, no, that the, was,
0: most, the juiciest that, part is the smallest part where he says, a little bit tired from this tour that we're on.
1: Yes. That, that was probably the worst press conference I've seen. That was the absolute, I mean, it was just. And, and the worst part, and what, what I fear is that that was the, our only chance to, to speak to him <laughs> in six or seven months, maybe. And we missed it. We were in Japan. We were not in Japan. That was. But it is what it is. I mean, I think we already know that he's tired. I think that's that's one of the reasons, you know, he didn't play all the matches. Lo están yeah.
0: yes, they are. What si no? would Are they you know, sweeping all the juice out of the sponge that is messy? And yeah, mess but he's there because much, he wants to be as they,
1: well. You know, he's see. cashing
0: in as well. It's not oh, only shit. Inter-Miami. Listen, Jose. I know he signed up for this. He's getting paid a pretty penny, so it's not like, oh, let's feel bad for Messi. I, that's not what I'm saying. But they're clearly, clearly tapping into everything that he provides from an image and commercial standpoint. Clearly, Inter-Miami, MLS, they're really, really tapping into that, trying to get all the juice out of that lemon. If Messi was a the lemon, they're squeezing out every last drop. When I was there on the icon of the seas, the Royal Caribbean cruise ship, and I saw Messi literally walk by and he was surrounded by like two bodyguards, not even not, not, not the, the bodyguard, but two like Royal Caribbean bodyguards. And then they, had, they literally had some Royal Caribbean um, people that are just like employees that were just like the, the servers or whatever. They were literally trying to form a chain around him, like holding hands and like, they're not trained for this. And Messi just stood there for 10 minutes waiting to be called down onto the center stage. And, like, clearly he's surrounded by people. It's not, like, conducive to, you know, him having a private entrance and people are trying to take pictures. It was, like, to me it shows that they're – I mean, it's not surprising because it's MLS. It's all about the money. Um, so they're literally squeezing him for all that he's got on the field, off the field, and all of the above. And then he says, I'm tired. That's one of his opening remarks in that press conference. I mean, he's being honest, he's being transparent, but I think it says something to maybe a little bit of unhappiness to how this preseason has been run, which we will dive into. I will get your thoughts. I know you have some hot takes. I'm ready for them. I'm ready for them. That's why I save them for later in the pod. I don't know Um, if they're hot takes. uh, Maybe, maybe. You never know. Never know with Jose Armando. So uh, Mm -hmm. with regards to Thursday, anything else that you would like to see from Interim? We'll probably see Freire. uh, We'll probably see Diego Gomez. Messi, how many minutes does he play? 45? 60? No, I
1: think he plays, he plays 90. I, th- I think he plays the entire game. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be a fun game for him. You know, nobody's going to hard tackle him. I mean, if anything, he'll probably get pictures. And, um, nah, I mean, it's going to be an easy, safe game. Again, it's just a safe game for Messi.
0: Right. You, no, <laughs> you don't expect the same intensity that we saw from the teams in Asia, is what you're saying. Yeah. The, no. The, not the at all. intensity at which so, those games were being played, and they were friendlies, but it did not feel like they were being played like friendlies from the opposing teams. Like those teams wanted to prove a point. Those teams wanted to show Messi up. Like you could see in the goals that they scored how much it meant to them. You could see when you have multiple players across different teams doing the Cristiano Ronaldo celebration yeah. that, like, they're really trying to stick it to Inter Miami. They're really trying to stick it to Messi. So. Yeah. You could see. Yeah. I, no. I, I agree with you. The intensity level, and I'm sure there'll be conversations had. You know, with with uh, Noel's old boys going into this one, like, hey, it's just our last friendly before pre You know, let's right. a good run out, yeah. but let's 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 not be um, foolish here. Let's not be overly intense. Let's just play at you know, de uno al Let's vamos a jugar a un and seis. Let's play at a five or a six. So let's not let's not take this into um, third or fourth gear, right? Let's let's try to keep this as Easy as possible, as smooth as possible. Look, if you look at that Sergio Busquets injury in the Missoula Colby game, like if it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't preseason friendly, but if it wasn't Inter Miami with Messi versus Missoula kobe would that player have gone in that hard on that tackle? No, well, loose ball? no, no, I don't first think so. Off, I don't first think so. off, I think that's not in
1: the Japanese player Osaku. I think that's on on Lucy. I think he's late to that ball. And he steps up where he didn't need it to. He did. He did just didn't need to step up at that time. He step. He steps up and he's late, and then he exposed himself, and that's what happened.
0: Well, I don't know, man. Like it's pre, if it's preseason game, you don't necessarily need to go into it that challenge, right? There's but no way he can stop at that point. You, you don't have to put. You don't he's have in to. Put your, you don't have to put your studs into the ball. Like I think it is. I'm not blaming. him. I'm not saying there's malintent, but I think. There is such a desire and such an intensity that these preseason games were played at that it led itself lent itself to that. Like it lent itself to players going to tackles that maybe they wouldn't otherwise if it was a different team. If this was, you know, the Portland Timbers. Shout out to Phil Neville. The Portland Timbers <laughs> versus Missile Kobe. the the players going to be that motivated to go into that loose ball? Maybe not. Maybe not. That's just Listen, that's just my, my sensation. No, now. yeah,
1: definitely. Teams were playing at a, at a different intensity. You know, and even even when Inter Miami tried to match them up, they just couldn't. Especially the first fifteen minutes of I think the both the al La game and the Al Nasser game. That was my goodness.
0: I like this from Gusechi 72 in the comment section. Milking Messi. That is what they're doing. That's the best translation for what I was saying before. They are literally milking messy on and off of the field. And we'll see if they don't change that. If they don't if I f I think if they don't manage that in a different way that You know, you could see Messi on fumes mentally and physically come summertime, especially after the Copa America, especially after, you know, what's supposed to be a very busy summer. So my
1: prediction is that Messi will play his last season in MLS with Inter Miami in 2024. That would be my prediction. That
0: that is uh, the prediction pod is next week and you're already dropping bombs. Yes. On this week's pod, Jose.
1: And I and I told you this last year. And you said, no, nah, nah, he's gonna be here for the World Cup.
0: I think he's thinking through. Think like for just from nah, I think commercial he's standpoint, okay. We'll see. That's a that's a bold prediction. Year. That's a bold, bold, bold prediction. Uh anything else with regards to tomorrow? Maybe we'll see Gregory, maybe we'll see Jing Mota. If we don't see certain players play, I think there we will have conversation
1: achieve. yeah right, i think right. i think gregory has looked uncomfortable don't you agree i think he looks uncomfortable i think exactly. he's, it, he he's doesn't trying fit. he doesn't yeah. fit what they he's want to do not a good do. fit they yeah. don't fit yeah. he
0: doesn't fit what they want to do um all right halt it. we've talked about the potential signing or the looming signing we've talked about the upcoming match i agree with you 433 is what i think they'll go with um i think messi plays 60 to 70 minutes. I think they'll give him a standing ovation. He'll come off the field, and they'll give him that that moment. Um, so
1: you're expecting more Newell's fans then? Is, is that why he's going to get in the standing ovation?
0: Just, you know, you know, it's remind me. In MLS, they're all about the photos. They're all about the video. The they're, all, they're all about the moment of sending it um, through but social media. But why would media. they give him a
1: standing ovation at the end of a preseason game? Yeah,
0: you know, because it's messy. Only if it's, it's Newell's, Newell's and fans. It's, Brother, it wouldn't be he,
1: surprising if New Wills plays a home After game.
0: he won the Ballon because. de Oro, they had that Noche de Oro. Come on, man. They played New York City FC. like It was a whole thing. Come on. Don't, don't, don't put it past Inter-Miami to try to. Yeah, but I mean, I get it in the
1: first game, but I think I would be overdoing it on a preseason game. But again, the New Wills fans can't do that. New Wills fans can't do that. I mean, that would make sense. You know, if no, a ca- New Wills
0: fan. puro can- marketing. You <laughs> marketing, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's puro marketing, bro. You're gonna see him come off the field. You're gonna see him. Maybe if they tie, like they did with Miss O'Kobe, we'll see penalty kicks just because we have to see have a winner in this game. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Not really, but kind of. Um, I imagine there's gonna be look Gusechi, because there will be more Nules fans than Inter Miami. Maybe. Maybe I don't I'm know thinking. how many Inter Miami tickets have bought. You know how many Inter Miami fans have bought tickets to this game? Right? Was that like,
1: included in the season ticket package?
0: I don't believe so. No, I don't if it's so.
1: not, then yes, it's for not. Sure. So,
0: and so, what is your incentive, right? If you're an Inter Miami fan listening to this podcast or watching this, and you don't have tickets to the game on Thursday, right? Unless you're a super diehard and you bought tickets because you just want to see the team play, you want to see Luis Suarez, whatever, you want to see Messi versus old team. What is your incentive to go watch this game before the regular season starts? Maybe tickets are a little bit cheaper than the regular season. Maybe. I mean, but it's a preseason friendly. Like, what is your incentive to go see this game?
1: Well, it always should be messy, you know. Anytime you have an opportunity to watch him play, you just you should take that chance. Now, got the even answer:
0: Sechi says no, Kala says no. They were not included. Well, expensive too for a meaningless game.
1: Yeah, you know, it's. I think you know. I there's a there's a friend of ours that's coming from um, out of town and he's going because he wants to see Messi. He doesn't care about the rest. He doesn't care about the rest of Inter Miami. He doesn't care about Newell's. He just, you know, he's here and he has the opportunity to go. Then that's why he's going. So I think that's the scenario mainly, you know.
0: And Sorry, I have to go on a tangent here and a little side rant because I'm seeing all the comments here and I've gone through them and I've popped them up as you were speaking. Here's another one, Gamer Class. I'm sure there will be more Newell Old Boys fans because I'm a season ticket holder and didn't get tickets. I mean, listen, brother, and we've talked about this, so I won't go into too much details, but I do feel like I need to show my studs here a little bit. Go studs up. It's ridiculous that season ticket holders did not get entrance to this game. like The only do, game, the only preseason I, game. I, do they? Is it in Miami really? And I get what they're trying to do financially and from a business standpoint, but do they really think it's better to have a half-empty stadium, or half-full if you want to be optimistic or look at it from that point, for a preseason friendly that Messi's playing at home. Like, wouldn't it be better to have that stadium full? I get you want to make as much money as you can. We're in the United States. It's the culture, especially with MLS. You, you want to make all the bucks you can. But can't you make money as well by having your season ticket holders there spending on, you know, concessions, on gear, on just making moments if they take a friend, if they take whatever. Like, it's mind-blowing, man. It's mind-blowing. Like that, It's to the detriment of the sport that money is prioritized as much as it is. I get it's a business. I get we're in the United States. I get that's part of the culture, but it's mind-blowing, man. Like the season ticket holders get hard done by, and listen, they're not paying. They're paying a pretty penny as well. They're not paying cheap seats anymore. These tickets have gone up, and we've talked about that. So um, it's a shame, man. It's a shame that Inter-Miami has taken this approach, Um, and I think when we look back on this in in future years, I think it's going to be a mistake that Inter-Miami – um, we'll reflect on and hopefully do better on in the future because this it, it just doesn't make sense to me. You're gonna have a half empty stadium for Inter Miami versus New Old, old Boys, which is supposed to be messy versus old club. I get it, it's just marketing, it's just preseason game, but unfortunately, uh,
1: yeah, and you know what, it there's better, you know, that conversation, you know, with this match being messy versus his old team, that only really applies to. You know the argentine community here because that means absolutely nothing for the rest of the continent really i mean you can go closer and you know if you ask an Uruguayan about that he'll probably tell you no i don't care i i, I want to go watch luis suarez that's what i want to do you know so i if they're relying on that you know, maybe there's a huge fan base here for as Old Boys, and, <laughs> and they can pack the stadium. And maybe they they know that already.
0: Well, maybe so. all the Argentino Argentino Junior players, or sorry, fans, will come out expecting to see a sighting of Federico uh, Redondo. Maybe, maybe,
1: well, maybe you know.
0: <laughs> We're gonna uh, see all the Argentino Juniors, we we'll see all the Boca Junior, all the River Plate fans are all gonna come out just to, to see Newell's Old Boy versus Inter Miami.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, I think that would be a good opportunity, you know, to get everybody back in the stadium. Maybe, you know, sometimes they change protocols, you know, in terms of parking and all that. So that would be a good test, especially for, you know, season ticket holders. You get them an opportunity at that game, see it in some international um, flavor to it. It's not official, but, you know, it's a team that you will probably not get another chance to watch in your life. So, you know, some people might be inter- interested into that. I mean, if I'm a season ticket holder, as a Honduran, and I go as a fan. Yes, I'll go watch Newell's if I get this. If I get the ticket as a season ticket holder. Now, if I have to pay for it, you know, you're gonna Newell's or boys. They they really have to, you know, get a a really good signing. Dude, for things me are to go.
0: expensive in this economy, this day and age, brother. Yeah. Like, listen, I mean, and if you have it that like that, then you know, kudos to you. I'm not criticizing you, but it's hard for the average fan to be like, you know what? On top of the season tickets that I may be paying for. Now I'm gonna spend money on this friendly. Plus, by the way, if I want that new inter Miami season, uh that new Miami home jersey, that's gonna run me another almost 200 dollars Like, it's gotten I get it, we've talked about the economics of it all, but it's it's literally, I think, disrespectful. I think it's disrespectful. Yeah, um, but right anyway, it. we'll 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 keep it moving. You're of here in the comment section, the little kid that said El Inter de Miami is una mierda. Ha ha ha. And normally I don't curse, uh, <laughs> although that's been changing a little bit on the pod as of late. But if you yeah, haven't heard seen last time if, if you haven't seen the clip, yeah, you know what? It's 2024. A little curse word here, a little curse word there. Never hurt nobody, um, or anybody. But if you haven't seen the clip, there is an Argentinos Juniors fan in Argentina that's like he got interviewed on TV reporter. And they asked him about his feelings that the Rico Redondo um, is moving on to inter Miami and he and he's like all sad and dejected and he's like, like do you like it and he shakes his head like no and like what would you say Federico Redondo to try to convince him to stay and he's like hey and he's got his argentine accent like, hey, inter Miami, una mierda. and then she's like oh so mucho. the reporter's like oh that's too much but like you know he was all it's really funny because of how young he is and you don't expect that to come if you haven't seen it um, look it up. But oh I keep have seen Federico, my bad. Fernando. Fernando before I get crucified here in the comment section. Fernando, I keep saying Federico. I have to get Federico Iguain out of my head a little bit there. Used to the used to the Federico Iguain, not Fernando. Um but anyway. All right, Jose. It's time. I know you've been waiting for it. You've been chomping at the bit. We talked about Let's go. signing. You've talked about the upcoming game. We get to talk now about the end of the cash grab world tour. It. I mean, the biggest question, of course, and I think, you know, by and large, it's unanimous, or by and large, there's a consensus in terms of the opinion on what it was. But I, I expect you to give me a balanced take. Actually, I would expect it if you were Simon. I expect you to be a little more pointed in your remarks. But try to give me as well-rounded of a picture here. What were your thoughts on the overall preseason tour international tour
1: well i think we talked about this before they left you know we we didn't expect this to be something um something productive on the sporting side we knew they would get a lot of money out of it and we knew that was the priority even though tata martino did put it out there as as if they had a plan that would be beneficial for the sporting side of this Preseason. Now, again, remember, this is preseason. You're trying to get ready for the season. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I don't think they... I don't think they... I think there were several things from from my point of view. You know, the, the first thing is limited training. That's for sure. Because of all the traveling. Because... Of they the nature three, of the games. Days.
0: They were playing every 3-4 days. Yeah.
1: So, you know, usually in preseason, you have a scrimmage every now and then. You know, two sessions per day at times. And I know it's different now. And players, you know, they don't necessarily use preseason to get back in shape like it used to happen years ago. Um, they work throughout the year. Um, but, you know, I don't think they did enough in terms of training. They just couldn't do enough. And second, you know, I think the games they played were far away from what they needed. And I think if we look into our comparison with uh, really all of the games, except for the FC Dallas game, that FC Dallas game was exactly what they needed. You know, another MLS team, another team in preseason. Um, and that's probably the best game for them. You know, that's the, that's the one game that you know, can I really assess they...
0: things. You can really assess things right. on, on a closer level to what yeah. MLS is going to be.
1: Other than that, you know, playing Ali Lali, and Al Nasser, you looked like, you know, probably, well, they were close to the worst team in MLS. But, you know, with Messi, we know they're a different team. But you look like a really, really bad team. They, they looked really, really bad against those teams. Um, I don't know if, you know, there's – there's a huge gap between those the two leagues. I, I think they're close together. That would be my opinion. But I, I think they it, it didn't work out. And then the Hong Kong situation happened, which made things even worse because, you know, the one thing that um, the team talked about was the global brand, right? That was the other part of this. Okay, the global brand. Inter Miami will become a global brand. Well, you know, I think that's a pretty big hit, you know? you don't you, you don't see very often David Beckham getting booed in Asia and you know that was that was very telling so let's
0: talk about that let's talk about that we, 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 I mean again we haven't been on we were supposed to be on last week couldn't make it happen Jose and I we were up late in our beloved WhatsApp group talking about these two games that were played in the middle of the night yeah I'm not gonna lie I went out before one of those games and I watched the game I might have had a few drinks in me that's all I'm gonna say uh, <laughs> Um, but Inter-Miami won their first and only preseason game to date against the Hong Kong, we'll call it an all-star team. They won that game 4-1. That doesn't, four count. To one.
1: That that doesn't <laughs> count.
0: Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. No, it, that doesn't in count. Terms of, no, no it doesn't, at, count. At, it no, doesn't at count. halftime, at halftime of that game, and I remember this clearly, this might have been the game that I had a few drinks and we were WhatsApping at whatever time it was, 3 in the morning, you were like, because it was 1-1 at halftime. Inter-Miami was still not looking, you know, like they were going to pick up a victory, or it was going to be that clear that they were going to win. And you were like, if they don't win this game, it va ser un like it's going to be a big blemish on the. You know, I, I forgot what you compared it to, or you said I don't know if you compared it to something with Phil Neville. I can't remember yes. exactly. Yeah, I
1: said that. What did that you say would be in the, the
0: chat? Absolute. I, I would say <laughs> that would be the
1: absolute worst, and that would top all of the Phil Neville bad results together. That would be even worse than that. I mean. <laughs> No. Did I, mean, I have no, drinks no, no, no. Or did you
0: have drinks? I know you don't drink, but did you have some drinks that night? No,
1: no, no. I mean, that Hong Kong game, I mean, again, I was trying to tell you this early on. Look, I get the disappointment from the people, but I have two perspectives when it comes to Messi. I think there's one situation which the fans are absolutely 100% correct. He should have played that game. should have played, especially after he played. But
0: if he's injured, Hong no no no
1: no, 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 no. He played the last game. He played the last game. The game before that one. He played 83rd
0: minute. 83rd minute. He comes on for seven minutes. Hold on, Jose. Hold on. Because you're not wrong, but I want to make sure we paint a full picture here. And Gusechi says, fracaso, preseason's to try new and different things. And players, none of this happened. Just milking Messi. Which is going to be a new catchphrase here. Milking Messi. I like that. Thank you, Gusechi. We will give you a hashtag. We will give you – yeah, it could be a hashtag. We will give you um, you know, whatever a fraction of whatever we earn off of that that trademark. <laughs> Just kidding, we're not yeah. Anyway, you want to make a shirt with a cow? You know, there's a goat. You know, goat milk. You know, maybe there's something to that milking messy something something along those lines. Anyway, Inter Miami won that game four to one. They went up one zero. Robert Taylor scored uh Hong Kong tied before half time. And in the second half, Inter Miami got goals from from Lawson Sunderland, Leonardo Campana, and Ryan Saber. Inter Miami won that game. It must be only- said.
1: It must be said. The Hong Kong team changed the entire squad for the second half. Again, <laughs> that's how bad this team was. You know, the first half team was terrible, and terrible. They, they were level with Inter Miami, and they were. They had a one-one draw. Second half, the coach. They had no sessions, nothing at all. That was like terrible. Second half with the entire new squad. I'm that's am I'm each I'm, a teor,
0: I'm a teor, yes. As my as my late dad um, would say, I'm a An NPSL Sorry. team. An
1: NPSL team will probably win five or six nil against that Hong Kong team.
0: An NPSL team. Kala <laughs> says, anywhere in the States. did. Guys, Miami did Hong Kong like Peso Pluma did Nikki Nicole. If you don't get that cultural reference, you're not up to yes. date on the latest happening of Peso Pluma <laughs> and Nikki Nicole. That literally <laughs> happened in the last 24 hours since the Super Bowl. Um, if you don't know who they are, like, I'm not going to fill you in on it. But you know what? I will fill you in. Peso Pluma is a big Mexican artist, and he was caught I yesterday after the Super Bowl in Las Vegas walking around with some lady um, throughout one of the casinos. But he has a girlfriend his girlfriend then went to Instagram today and claimed, I just found out the same way you guys did. And you know, she just like, she put up a whole thing about how she wasn't being respected. And you know, that's the end of their relationship or whatever. Um, so good job. guy. very good cultural reference, pop culture reference there. Um, and we've got a funny comment here from tank Seven Two One: I got nipples. Can you milk me to meet the parents? Good reference. Another good cultural pop culture reference there. Although that one's a little bit more of a throwback. Um, Jose, sorry, we got to get back to the point. Messi played that game against Al-Nassar yes. after not even being listed on the bench. Yeah, right? like, okay. He was apparently injured. He was not listed on the roster. Then, for whatever reason, that graphic got deleted. And then he mm-hmm. was on the roster, on the bench. He plays the final few minutes of that game.
1: Somebody Despite made our the- call.
0: Oh, someone definitely made a call. We talked about, and I talked about with Simon on the last pod. A few days later, they're in Hong Kong. Now, obviously, there's a lot of hoopla. There's a lot, and We haven't really gotten into this. And I think we're going to go long on this week's pod because we have to dive into this. There was a lot of hoopla about him playing, a lot of attention, a lot of tickets sold. I mean, there was a training session the day before this preseason friendly, and there was a huge turnout. And Which is I mean, not is the game. Is, as, it's not the same as the game.
1: Correct. You know, it's not the same. It's not the same. If you go tomorrow tomorrow to Inter-Miami's training session a Newell's training session, you cannot replace that experience with the game day experience, just to be clear.
0: Agreed. Agreed. But they trained. There was fans in the stands. They saw Messi for a little bit. Next day is the game. A lot of pink jerseys, a lot of Argentina jerseys, a lot of Barcelona jerseys. Clearly, they're all there to see one guy mostly. And that guy did not play because he was not healthy. And like you mentioned, there was a lot of backlash over that. There were boos. David Beckham tried to. They probably were like, "All right, let's send, let's send David. David is you know the guy <laughs> yeah, in Asia. Let's send it. David. He will he'll he'll you know bring this down. Damage control." Come on, let's get David Beckham on it. And David Beckham grabs the mic and tries to put in his little charming smile for the cameras and for the people, and was, boo, boo. And he got booed. He was—he probably felt like shit, man. He probably felt like shit in that moment because it's like he's like, what the hell? Oh man, we really did. A number to my public image here because you know David Beckham's all about his brand and all right. about his image, so he must have felt know, like, shit. Uh,
1: you
0: know, know say-
1: worst. You know who felt worst? The person that decided that sending out David Beckham was a good idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it was Jorge Mouse, Jorge Mouse was probably like, Should have been me, should have been me. Oh man. oh man, what did I just do? I'm not gonna hear the end of this. All the same, clearly, clearly, a black eye for Inter Miami that game in Hong Kong, even though they won, right? They won on the field, their only win of the preseason. They Which lost in probably count. every other metric. They probably lost in every other metric except maybe on the business side. But huge, huge blow. You know, there's been a lot of controversy, a lot of, uh, bastante polemica from the aftermath of that between the government and the event organizers and everything that's gone on since then. I mean, people were joking, saying, um, you know, World War III is going to start now because of Inter-Miami. So, obviously, it was, it was a joke, but... Um, you know, there was a lot of negative sentiment from well, Hong Kong to Inter-Miami. All that was
1: required is for him to pick up the microphone before the game and talk to the people and explain whatever was happening. You know, but, like, and that's the listen problem. guys, that's sorry the I'm hurt, can't play, but I love you all. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'm really sorry, but I'll be back. No worries. And that's about it. And people will
0: cheer. They'll probably leave after the 15th minute, but who cares? You know. And Argentina had friendlies coming up in that part of the world and now they've been canceled. Mm-hmm. De, lo de lo menos importante, de lo menos importante, más importante. Of the least important things in life, soccer football is of the most important. Uh, clearly, look at look at the ripple effects that have come as a result of messing up playing in that game. a uh, lot a lot of uh I won't say bad blood but a lot of ill will towards to Inter Miami from that one. All right, so after that they go and play Vissel Kobe, it's a 0-0 draw. They go to penalty kicks. Messi doesn't even take a penalty kick despite the fact, I'm sorry, that he played in this game um, during the second half. He had a clear opportunity to put one in the back of the net, and the shot was saved. But that was about – I mean, he looked good with the ball at his feet, but you know he didn't have a whole lot of mm, highlights in the final third. Not a whole lot of highlights. He doesn't take a penalty kick. Robert Taylor – I don't think he had this part, though. You know – I don't think I mean, he's pleased, but, but he even said he said in that press conference that clip that we just played, which was in between these two games, that he's tired, he's fatigued. I mean, he's so not young, bro. He's, he's not, but he's not a young man anymore, he's not a yeah, young he guy is. anymore, right? He he's needs got a lot to take of, care
1: of himself for Copa America.
0: There's a lot of tread on those tires and inter Miami, you know, they're milking. Messi. So, you know, did he not have that spark? I mean, he's probably also not at 100, he's probably also, you know, holding himself back a bit.
1: He should have played 2 minutes for the Hong Kong people. 2 minutes. Although that would be I'm going to contradict myself, but I just want to I just want to point out that what I'm about to say relates only to the horrible decision of playing an amateur team. Messi shouldn't be playing against amateur teams. They should respect him a lot more. But for the people, now that they signed the contract and that they were there, he needed to play at least two minutes for
0: them. Money talks, brother. You know that's what that's what this is all about. You know, so they needed about. to pay
1: him an extra buck so that he could play? I don't, five I don't know,
0: man. That's I'm not saying I agree with what they did or how it was handled. I'm just saying that that's, that's what that's what that's what have asked them
1: G- for 10 more. Gamer class
0: more. with a money comment, and there's been some very good comments this week. Not gonna lie, they treated the Hong Kong fans like they treat the season ticket holders. Whew. Whew. Whoever organized that event was maybe like, you know what? I think we have a Miami season ticket holders coming to this game. Let's do the exact same <laughs> thing we do in South Florida over here. Let's do that. That's a great idea. That's going to go well for us. Um, yeah, clearly. clearly, You're uh, going to be
1: shocked by this. You're going to be shocked by this.
0: <laughs> um, this is the,
1: not going to lie, NGL. That's the first time I've seen that.
0: Come on, Foster. You got to get yes. your abbreviations, man. I don't I'm know. Here. I don't know. Come on, man. Um, as Mike V says, Messi didn't take a penalty kick. But Robert Taylor took two, and he missed twice, <laughs> and that was literally. And you see Messi laughing on the broadcast after he misses after Robert Taylor misses the second penalty kick. I mean, I couldn't believe it, but it was a bit humorous. So I don't know if I give Messi um, some leeway there because it was humorous. But I mean, as your teammate, you want to laugh at your teammate from missing two penalty kicks. Eh. It's a pretty By the way,
1: the attendance for that game was horrible for the visa um, COVID game. Did you notice that? I mean, it wasn't great, but... It was terrible. It was terrible. It was like, I think like over 60% of the stadium was empty. It was, was, I think it was too big, you know, too big a stadium for that, for that event.
0: Well, they thought they were going to do more, clearly. And Um, probably
1: after what happened in Hong Kong. Happened in Hong
0: Kong, that absolutely plays plays a part in everything. Like people are like, I'm going to spend my money if Messi's not going to play. Um... You know, same thing with the Dallas game, right? They put the Dallas game in a big, big stadium and yes, it was raining and yes, it's winter and yes, this and that and that and this and this, it was five o'clock, whatever you want to say, but it didn't get anywhere close to capacity. So clearly, clearly, and this goes back to the initial question, clearly this preseason tour, as we said from before, was a cash grab. It was all done to bring in money, bring in revenue. Of course, expose the brand to different markets. And if you want to measure it by that, then, you know, then you're clearly an Inter-Miami employee. If you want to measure it by the overall picture, I mean, on the field, they didn't look up to par. There are a lot of questions for this team heading into the season as a result. I can't imagine morale is at an all-time high given how they've played over there and how tired they must be with all the miles that they've accumulated and traveled. And on top of that, you've got some bad PR in terms of how things were handled for some of these games. On top of that, you've only picked up one win. You got crushed in um, in Saudi Arabia by Cristiano Ronaldo's team. I mean, this tour was, for me, for me, Nets, very negative. Very negative. Yes. If all, yes. If, if, listen, if all Jorge Maas, Jose Maas, David Beckham, and, you know, Savi Asensi care about, uh, or cared about during the preseason tour, what they prioritized was revenue. You know, having cool pictures in other parts of the world and having cool social media posts, and that's all they cared about for Inter Miami. Then you know, job well done for them. If the sporting side matters, then they can't be happy with the decisions they've made. But when you get greedy, so those, what those do
1: we reasons. judge SNC for here?
0: So that's 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 something I said with Simon Evans. I'm going to repeat it again because. To me, Savio Sensi hides in plain sight. If you don't know who Xavier Asensi is, you've very likely seen him on the broadcast, you very likely have seen him around. He is the chief business officer for Inter Miami. So, in, in essence, he is in charge of all the business decisions um, for Inter Miami, right? Like he's the Chris Henderson on the business side. He has a lot, a lot of answers to provide. He should be faced with lots of questions. However, the man hides in plain sight. He rarely ever does an interview. He has never, plus you can correct me if I'm wrong, although I don't think my memory is that bad, he has never once spoken to us, the local media contingent. Never. Nope. Never. And I I was listen, I was I was sharpening my knives and my pitchforks and, you know, lighting my torches cuz I was going to write an article um saying it's time for him to speak after the debacle that was that preseason world tour because i want to hear from him what is the what are the positives that ensure miami got out of this like please explain to me where you guys think you did well or where from an economical standpoint you guys succeeded that made this tour worthwhile because you got players injured uh you, you got messi saying he's tired you got a lot of pr like i said all the things we've discussed about, all the things we've discussed about but he doesn't speak he does not speak. He's not made available. They're never like, oh, all right, well, look, we're going to do this with Sabi this week. I mean, let's put in the request this week. I doubt we'll get him. But it's, I mean, he. there's definitely some questions that he needs to answer. 100%. 100%. Absolutely.
1: Chris,
0: and I have a tweet ready. I had a tweet ready. I was, I was trying not to do it in a tweet. I wanted to, like, flesh it out and write it in an article. Chris Henderson speaks a couple times a year. Jorge Mas makes the odd appearance here and there and speaks to us. Even David Beckham, even though it's usually only when things are positive, maybe the Hong Kong situation aside, David Beckham will occasionally sit down or stand up and chat with us in an interview. sense Asensi has not done that once, and I think he's been here for three years now. He's yeah. done interviews here and there with select media, but that man is hiding in plain sight. And he definitely, definitely has some explaining to do and some. Insight to provide not not us as reporters, but just the people in general. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Right, yeah, especially
1: because you know when it comes to judging this team, especially early on, if they struggle, um, I think we're all going to point out Tata, but you know he's going to have some responsibility out of it. But I think you know Asensi really should come out and um, at least give try to give an explanation as to. Why he did jeopardize the start of the season with this preseason? Well, game. listen,
0: listen. If it was Jorge and Jose Mass and David Beckham's instruction, like this is what we're going to do, this is what we're prioritizing. I mean, Chris Henderson and Javier Sensen can only do what their bosses say. Now right. it's about how it was executed and why it was executed in this manner. Because when we spoke to Tata, and again, I don't blame Tata Martino. Like we, we can talk about the tactics, we can talk about all that. I don't blame Tata Martino for what he says publicly because he's just being a good soldier. He's being a good employee for the club that pays his bills and gives him his check
1: trying not to get fired
0: (laughs) so he says publicly before 2024 even rolled around that they're weighing the sporting side and the business side and they'll find a happy middle ground this was not a happy middle ground man this was not a happy middle ground the business side outweighed the sporting side you could say 80 to 20 yes at best so for me the preseason world tour was a complete miss, a complete miss. They did themselves more harm than good in the greater picture, not just from a money standpoint. If you want to look at it from just a money standpoint, then whatever, then, you know, they all have their numbers and they'll say, well, look, we've made all this much money and that's going to help us in all these ways in the future. But you have to take the whole picture into account. Everything else that comes into it, everything else that has happened as a result and what that will all impact, you know, Busquets may be missing a month of the season. Uh, negative pr for messi and beckham in hong kong etc etc i think like more said- than anything it, it's
1: going to compromise the team physically i think that's where that's where you're going to get hurt because other teams with a proper preseason will be in much better shape and the problem is when you know when players want to adjust within the game you know you see the opponent a lot more comfortable, moving freely, knowing exactly what they want to do. And any competitor would try to match that up. And that's where you go a little bit over the line, where you're not there yet, and that's where injuries come. I think that's that's the part where the team will struggle.
0: I don't disagree with that. I think, you know, in terms of preparation, they could have had a much better preparation, right? They do not need to log all these models, right? So they clearly, again, overall, I think it's a miss. I think they were short-sighted of them, and I think they hurt themselves more than they hurt themselves for all the reasons we've discussed, including what you just said, the sporting side. And Kyle makes a good point here. Team likes so much in simple communication. As you said last year, they got mad at you for reporting on scores of preseason games. Yes, although my hunch is that that came from Phil Neville more so than just the organization itself. I think Phil Neville um, – wasn't too happy that I was getting preseason results and couldn't figure out where I was getting it from. So that maybe made for a little bit of tension in in the staff and within, you know, the inner workings of inter Miami that reporters doing his job and getting information that for some reason that they don't want out. I mean, there are preseason results and goal scores. Like it's, it wasn't like tactical. It wasn't lineups. It wasn't starting, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, look, if inter Miami had just said, Messi's injured, he's not playing. That's it. You know, if they communicate that, then that maybe softens the blow a little bit. I'm not saying a whole lot, but it softens the blow a little bit. But the fact that they don't do that because they want to uh, maximize the possibility of profits, well, then that's what leads to the sellout. I mean, we've seen it here. We've seen it here in South Florida. We've seen it here in MLS when Messi hasn't played in some games on the road and people are paying a pretty penny at exorbitant prices for these resale value tickets and they don't see Messi and then people are very upset. I mean, clearly, in, remember last year with, with Tata and his – you know, his very coy nature of being like, well, we don't know what Messi's injury is. We don't know when he's going to be back. We don't, we just, we're not sure yet. You know, it's day to day. He's not training yet, but, you know, he could play tomorrow, even though he hasn't trained yet. Like, I understand. And again, it's not that that's fault. I get that Messi moves mountains when it comes to money, but you need to be a little more transparent. This whole, they, they're not going to be able to continue. I, I can't imagine they're going to continue with this whole little um, charade every time. He's on defensive play. Like, I can't well, imagine that continues.
1: People are not going to put up with it this year. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like I can't imagine this, this continues. I can't imagine this yeah. continues. If they, they start they going that way, realize it.
1: People are just going to go ahead and say, okay, then I'll watch him next time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go spend my money on a boat day in you know in Biscayne Boulevard. I'll go spend my money um, going to go watch the Miami Heat, or I'll go spend my money to right. go to the Fade concert in July. Because that is something I keep my eyes on. Those tickets are not too cheap, my friend. Fade? Come on, Fade. come on, Jose. Come on. Can support... she's, she's making our comeback? Fade is what? Fade. Fade is a, Col- Fade is a Colombian artist, my friend. Where is Tank Seven Somebody red card Jose Armando Rodriguez. If he doesn't know who Fade is, if he doesn't know who El Percho is, in twenty twenty four, you are no, living. We're not talking about under the same
1: person. We're not talking. are living
0: under a rock. <laughs>
1: We're not talking about this. It's at Carol
0: all. G's boyfriend. Come on, Jose. I know you, Carol G.
1: I know Carol and if G. If you
0: know me, you know me, you know that Fercho is top notch, bro. Look at this. This is what I'm talking about. Gamer class. Fade. Let's fucking oh, go. Fade. Let's, uh, fade. Bien gamer class. Muy in gamer class. Fade, oh, fade, <laughs> fade. This is even funnier. This is even funnier. By the way, great job, gamer class. You have a good taste in music. Uh tank seven to one gives you a blue card. He gave you a blue card, <laughs> the first ever blue card in Miami Total Football <laughs> Radio's history. You have been I'm blue sorry, card- I
1: don't know who Fade is, I don't dude. Know. I know Fade, on. though, come 90s, on. the 90s. Yeah,
0: fade tickets are expensive though, almost bad bunny level. I agree, really. You know, I was looking wow. today, and uh, yeah, look, we got Terry Allen in the house with some green hearts, we've got uh, Kada with some green circles. See, they know about the fade movement. The green color. By the where's way, the concert
1: you... at the James Stanley Center or
0: where? It's at the Hard Rock Stadium. Hard Rock? It's his first stadium. It's his first stadium. No ever. way. Yeah. No way. Come on, see that's how much of... that's how much of a rock you're sleeping under, brother. Well, I know Carol G. I
1: know Carol G. I once I... worked uh, an award show, La Musa Awards, back when he when she was getting started. And... You.
0: You need I to brush up on him. your on your pop culture references, Jose. I know Carlos. G. I know Carlos. G. When, when there was Formula One, I know G. That was Bad Bunny. When Formula One happened and Bad Bunny walked by, you knew who he was, and you took video. I remember you, and I was like, oh, look at Jose. But you I know
1: need, Bad you Bunny. You have to know
0: who Fade is. You have to know who Fade is.
1: I know Bad Bunny. He's friends with Checo. Checo Perez. He's Checo Perez's friend.
0: Stancy here with a hot take. Stick to sports, please. Your music taste is awful. Ooh.
1: Well, so fade yes yeah, probably probably if I don't know fade then he's probably not very good I don't know the comment everybody.
0: section likes fade from from the looks of it I don't know stancy I don't know what stancy listens to but they each their own to each their own all right jose anything you want to add before we wrap up this week's show um
1: well no I just you, Do you know, like the I jerseys just hope, with jerseys the
0: pink jerseys Now that you've seen them on the field, do you like them? Oh, if I like them. I
1: I thought you were asking me if I got them. Um, Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they're okay. I think the Salmon that we saw before was not the case. And um, I think they are acceptable. I mean, they could be better. But, I mean, it's not not that bad.
0: Stancy's a music major. He says, Fade is a mediocre singer at best. His music is generic, urban, trash. I say this Mm -hmm. as a music major.
1: Yes. Yes,
0: hard disagree. Hard disagree. What's, what's my?
1: I, I don't even know what my favorite singer is, so that I can't judge my music taste. But let's just keep it at that.
0: <laughs> El Fercho is top notch, bro. I don't care
1: what you say, man. You listen, Fercho? you
0: go, you listen to the radio. What's the up, name?
1: I thought he it was. Fade, but he also
0: he also calls himself Fercho. Fade El
1: Fercho. That's how he, was, how he goes. Those about. His two. Those are his two names.
0: Those are his two names. Like Jose, Armando, and Island Jose—it's interchangeable. Same thing.
1: Fade del Furchum.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: search and see if I like something from the fade.
0: Bro, you definitely—they play him all the time at, at Drafting Stadium, like all the time. You've heard him 100. You just don't. Oh know yeah, th-
1: that's my problem. I don't know who sings the. You know, I don't know the names of the songs. I don't know videos. Remember back in the day that they were do like shows with videos, like MTV and all that. I don't do that anymore, and I don't know the names of the people. I got the new jersey. Oh, lower quality? Yeah, that'd be interesting. You know, Maybe on Thursday. I haven't maybe got my, hands, Thursday. On yeah, haven't got my Thursday. hands on
0: it. On Thursday, I'm gonna pop into the store and, and touch the jersey and see what I think of the quality. The look we've already talked about. It. Yeah, we've already talked about it. We don't have to dive into it. All right, Holmes, anything else you want to add or we're wrapping it up?
1: No, I just I just hope for the good of the fans. The faithful Inter Miami fans that we're probably gonna get back to the stadium next year. That this year, no, this year, no, because Messi's gonna be here, but next year he's not gonna be here anymore, so tickets will. Go ah, ya comenzó, ya
0: comenzó, ya comenzó. And, ya comenzó, and the season ticket
1: holders will be gold next year again. So I would only hope for you guys, the faithful Inter Miami fans, that the 2024 season is nowhere close to what the preseason was. If it is close to the preseason. Man, you better celebrate that there's no promotion and relegation in MLS. Can't get any worse.
0: Yeah, so I will say that we will be back early next week, and that.
1: Can I get no, my predictions now,
0: for, or should no, I for wait? What? No, I have them ready next week. We're doing that next week. Well, we're doing prediction for Thursday. What are you trying to predict?
1: No, for the season. I'm ready. No, no,
0: no. You that that's you're now <laughs> obligated to be on Monday's show because that's the only way you get your preseason predictions in. Otherwise, you have to tweet them out and whatever because. If you want to put them out there, that's next week's pod. We will have. I have them ready. I have we'll them ready. Keep them ready for next week. So next
1: week, early to be the next last week, one
0: early next week, Monday. Yeah. We're targeting Monday because Inter Miami plays what Wednesday, so and Monday. Sunday again. Monday, maybe Sunday, maybe Sunday. Although no, Monday, no, Monday? they
1: play Wednesday and Sunday against. Uh, correct, LA but Galaxy. we need
0: to we need to do a preseason pod or a season prediction pod before the season begins. So
1: correct, yes.
0: Let's let's do Monday, Monday, maybe, maybe Sunday outside chance for Sunday, but let's let's tentatively say Monday. All right. Well, we're going to leave it there for now. We're going to leave it there for now. We appreciate you guys for sticking around. I know we've gone long, but we had a lot to talk about. Um, Shocker.
1: Every time I'm on, we have a long pod.
0: Well, that's because normally that means that you weren't on the week before. So that means we've missed some yeah. stuff. And you want to A whole bunch of stuff that we already talked about. It's so, on, yeah, yes. Uh, I will put it on Jose Armando. No, all right. So that will do it for this week's show. We'll be back again early next week. That is a promise. That one I will promise. More, Maybe more curse words. Maybe I'll bring up the Colombian Rome again. We'll see how it goes. It's a new year. It's a new year. With Messi here, you know, there's no, there's no rules anymore. We'll just do whatever we want here on Miami Total Football Radio. So for Jose Armando. I am Franco Panizo. Thank you guys for tuning in. Enjoy the game on Thursday if you are going. Otherwise, we will talk to you guys again next week.